Hello, this is the Little Rock Games Game of the Month podcast, and this is our May episode. My name is Tanner, and uh, this month we played Wander Song, developed by Greg Lobanov and published by Humble Publishing. I'm Robbie. I'm Joe. I'm Brad. And I'm Tanner, again. And Olivia's not here this month. Um, she had other duties to attend to, um, so it will just be us tonight. Um, so a little bit of background about Wander Song. It is a uh, a two D adventure platformer. Is the best way I can think to describe it. Sure, it is. And uh, you play little bard. Um, you are just a bard in a big scary world, and you get called upon to save the universe from ending. Sort of. Sort of. That's what they tell you, at least. That's what they always tell you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you uh, you run around, um, and everything you do involves singing, pretty much. You can jump, you can dance, and you can sing. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you sort of... Lots of different ways to control it, but there's a musical wheel of notes. Um, and so each one of those uh, correlates to a direction and a sound. So that's the general control scheme or song. There are eight notes, right? Eight notes. So, yeah. Corresponding to the eight keys on the outer ring of a numeric keypad on a computer keyboard. Yes. Right. Was my understanding. Okay. Yeah. You can also click and drag the mouse. Yeah, but that got tired joystick. so quickly. Or you can, there's I, lots of different ways. I did the to drag the, the mouse and I was not very good at it. No, I was failing quickly with that, which yeah. is when I discovered that the notes on the key, I don't think keypad I yeah. were. Numer- num- numerical. Um, Nymerian. So numerical. this is speaking of that, this is out on multiple platforms. It's on the Switch, right? It is on the Switch, the PlayStation 4, and PC. Yes. So, so what did everybody play it on? I played it on PC. PC. PlayStation. <laughs> 4. PlayStation 4. N64. No. <laughs> PC. Yeah. Okay. So you guys... Probably had a better time. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, what can, so how do you do notes on the? You do it with the analog stick. Yeah. Okay, so you have to that double. You have to hit double to make a direct diagonal. Then, like, like left and down to make no, left diagonal. Yeah, you put it diagonally. Okay. And so it's very easy to accidentally miss that diagonal. Oh, oh that sucks. And yeah, yeah either side. I started, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to just stream this in the yeah. living room and use a controller. Yeah, the, the, the directional pad was, was hard to hit the corner. To be fair, I wasn't, it sounds like I wasn't much better at it with a mouse than you oh. were with the, with the controller, so. Yeah. But, and this is mostly my feeling of, of the whole game, it was really just an issue for me in the first act. And then after that, it wasn't a problem anymore. Because I guess the first act is nothing but hit these notes in this order. So yeah. you're just playing a game of Simon yeah. over and over and over mm, again. Yeah. And it's very, very much over and over yeah. again. That comes back a little bit yeah. later on. But but yeah, it is the, the sort of one mechanic they have yeah. at the beginning of the game. But there are definitely songs that I can't imagine playing with a mouse. Yeah. I mean, at least... Let me put it another way. So early on in the game, I was so bad at a song that it said, you might want to try that song again. 
And I thought, okay, I will. Like, it basically said, you suck. That's really kind yeah. of condescending. And so, <laughs> it's being nice about it, yeah. but it's pretty condescending. And so then, later on, that was when I was still on the mouse. Later on, when I had the, the key, the key, numerical keys, this, I, there was a song, I think, late in the third act or early in the fourth act. I think it was one of the big ones, one of the overseers gives you and says, yeah. go sing this. There's, I can't imagine having done it any other way because it, the notes come so fast. It was like Guitar oh, yeah. Hero fast. And I was like... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't know what to say other than that. I feel like they could have yeah. sort of had two different sort of music mechanics. So I like the singing um, for like the dialogue choices. I thought that was always funny. Like having to sing out each portion of, yeah, that was of, actually, of was the fun. text. Yep. Yep. Um, and a lot of the like directional puzzles they used it for. So like when you're you're doing it with the platforming, that worked pretty well. But a lot of the rhythm-based sections, I think I would have liked like mm-hmm. a, a more traditional rhythm mechanic, you know. It would be cool if you could play it with a guitar hero guitar. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. Just jam the glam. That would be all right. There's be our to have a use for our hack, right. our hackathon project yeah. for this week. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even I thought because the the main problem with the analog stick is it's really hard to hit those diagonals exact, mm. which is surprising because I can do it like in fighting games. I don't, they probably play with the you know the window a little mm-hmm. bit there, but um, it would have been nice to since it's very easy to hit the quadrants. If you could use the analog stick to hit the quadrants and then use the four shoulder buttons to like augment it, uh, do you know what nice. I mean? Like, yeah, like those would be maybe the the four main colors and the, the in between totally. colors could be the the other one. But they were going for something a little bit more simple. So. Or even if you could just bring up the wheel before you start yeah. moving towards a note. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that was my biggest thing. I was like, no, I need to see sort of what direction I'm yeah. heading before I, I noticed play it. that with the mouse that. Especially early in the game, before I got kind of got the hang of it, and I don't know that I ever got the hang of it. Like where where my mouse, where my cursor would start, where my basically my pointer would be when I first clicked. Sometimes, I mean, it was it seemed to be all over the place, and I don't know if I was moving it or if it was just remembering where it was last time. Um, but like, I would start on a note that was the wrong note, and then have to find. Uh, if it yeah, was janky. Yeah, you get that white circle. And that's and that doesn't appear until you start moving. Yeah. And then the colors appear. But by that time, you're already halfway to whatever color you were on your way to. And then when you, it's it's almost too late to make a course correction. Yeah. So you just make, or, or you're wrong. on the opposite side of where you thought you were starting from. Right. So you're you're going in, even going in the wrong direction. Right. So you end up making the, a bad note, and especially in those sections where you have to like, you know, follow along. If you're four notes, if you're on the fourth note and then you realize, oh no, it's supposed to be the other yeah. one, and then it's, oh well, now I gotta do it again. Which ends up not being that bad because the game is pretty forgiving when you mess up. It was. Probably for that reason. Except the one time that it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no, but you're right. Like, like I was, I made lots of mistakes in those later songs and it did not, it was, it was definitely not Guitar Hero. Yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, because I would, I would eventually hit the note, but it would be like wrong note, late, wrong yeah. note, late, and then it would be like, yeah, that was pretty good. Keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it, it did a thing with the face too, where it was like, like the closer you were to the right note, it would be like, hey, yeah. happy, and then if you were really bad, it would go. 
and make like a little <laughs> coughing sound. I like all I the little quirky, really, yeah. little cute quirky stuff like that. I I liked uh, that it used basically um, paper cutout. Uh, everything was construction paper graphics yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it would have maybe even been one step cooler if there would have been some like rougher texture of construction paper or even felt. How cool would that have been? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was totally cool as it was, um, but. To, to it'd be interesting to see a 3D uh, more Paper Mario or uh, there was that other game where you played the little burlap sack people. Right? Oh yeah, remember that uh, Little Big Planet? Little yeah yeah. Uh, some somewhere in between this game and the texture of Little Big Planet would be really yeah really cool yeah. Uh, it was interesting to me that I mean I like the aesthetic um, and obviously the main mechanic they were going for was this. Um, note wheel but it was interesting to me that they chose it like with that being the main mechanic and the idea that they wanted to have this story with that was quirky that had like lots of little personal moments in it why like did it have to be a platformer like why did they decide for it to be a platformer that kind of stuck out to me Mm -hmm. a few times actually I mean I think in part uh, it has a little bit to do with the game being um, essentially pacifist, like yeah. you, you never mm-hmm. really, um, unless like certain parts in the story, you're forced to, and even then, it's it's emphasized like, oh, I don't want to actually hurt this other person, um, and the bard never really does any of the combat directly. Like you're you're sort of helping other mm-hmm. people. I liked uh, the 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 little self aware conceit at the very very beginning that um, you go and you pick up the sword. And you hit the thing, and then it doesn't work. And oh, spoilers by the way, um, it doesn't work. And then she comes out and says, "Well, I've been sitting here waiting for the hero, and you're obviously not it." Right. Yeah. That was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to back up a little bit more detail of what the overall plot is, right. you start the game out. You're at home asleep, um, and this like rainbow goddess appears in your dreams and tells you that the world is dying, yes. um, and you know a hero yeah. has to. Is that her name? Aya. I think so, Aya. Or I think the goddess is Aya. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, are you talking like about the, the service little helper? Of Aya. Yeah. The little floaty helper? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, you, you essentially get to try and draw King Arthur's sword effectively as the, the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're not the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you later find out that there is another way to save the world from dying, and that is to sing the world song. And so in each different region of the world, there is an overseer and there's a song to enter the spirit world to speak with the overseer to get the world song pieces. Um, And you set out on your quest. You meet this this witch named Miriam, I think. Miriam. Miriam, I think. Yeah. Who is grumpy and hates singing and is no fun to be around for the most part. Uh, (laughs) I feel like she's... I told you this the other day. I think she's a lot like Peridot on Steven uh, Universe. Steven Universe. Yeah. That's what she reminds me of. It's a pretty good comparison. Um, but eventually you find out that, you know, you're really not the hero. Like, there is somebody else who is the hero. Um, and so you're trying to sort of race against them because they're trying to hasten the world's end. It's kind of uh, like the opposite perspective of Shadow of the Colossus. Spoilers oh, for Shadow yeah. of Colossus. Um, uh-huh. You were trying to stop the main character from going around and killing the things keeping the world alive. Right. Uh, 
So, and that's that's really some of where I feel like the, the game is the most interesting is how it plays with that whole dynamic. Um, it sort of reminded me a lot of uh, Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor and, and the kind of themes yeah. it's trying to explore. The the lowly hero, the the well, that you're not even the protagonist, right? Like, yeah, there's arguably a game, a theoretical game that somebody else is playing. And you're a side character. Uh-huh. Like, you're the, the annoying side character they keep running into. Right. Uh, and, and getting in their way. Yes. Well, so, I, speaking of that, I really loved how it, it's a really original take on what, on the bard character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've played D&D bards and things like that for, in tons of different <laughs> systems. And they're always kind of one-trick ponies. They're always very similar. That's why they always look and feel the same, Right. Um, they feel at best a little like a Tom Bombadil kind of thing. Um, and at worst, just a guy with a loot, you know, or whatever, a guy with a, a tambourine. <laughs> a powerful loot. A power. But in all of those games, even even digital games where you have a bard with powers, um, they're not really they're not really powers. They're basically archers or or shooting shooting these power things or buffing the other people. Um, it was really cool to see that this was a... You were actually using bard skills, music skills, sound skills, and color skills mm-hmm. in a a physical world, mm-hmm. uh, to, to affect a physical world. You weren't just like, I'm going to go here, and because I'm the bard, I sing a song, and it makes people happy. And then the happiness is the key to moving the game forward. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was really interesting. I would love to see other games that use... Bardness, uh, <laughs> bardness better. Yeah, uh, uh, more, more sort of tying it into like really, what is this dude? What is this character doing? And I mean, your one only real power. I mean, you eventually find out that like singing is like a a basic form of magic, so you can do like really that explains why singing can make a plant grow, right? Or you know, change the properties of something. But for the most part, you're just aggressively optimistic <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in the face of anything you're like oh the entire world's dying and there's pretty much no way to stop it except for this one thing that may or may not be real and so you're just like yeah that's what i'm doing um Good. right yeah well to be fair the hat that the card wears <laughs> i feel like encourages that yeah you know and the facial animations on the bard which Brad, I think, mentioned a little bit ago. Yeah. Like, I just, I love oh, virtually everything about the Bard character. Yeah. I said virtually, but maybe I mean everything. I I didn't until Act 2. In fact, like, I'm really disappointed with Act 1 of the game almost entirely. Like, I wish they would redo it. Because I, it turned me off the game, like, from the writing to the, like, the mechanics that were on display... I felt like, oh, I'm not going to like this game. Yeah. And so when I got to the end of Act 1, I was I set it aside and I didn't touch it for like a while. And it, it like I dreaded going back to the game. And then somehow in Act 2, the writing is different, the the characters are different and you have more interesting challenges to it do. It was a writer strike for the first time. Yeah, it, it almost seems like like it does seem like something like that. Um and I like I think this is something we've we've run into a couple times. Like I think it's setting itself up to to subvert yeah. something. And so first it has to spend like the first section of the game mm, yeah. being that thing, which is is usually isn't exciting. Like there's a reason they're subverting it. 
Um, so yeah, like you're going around doing like level one hero stuff, right? Get the ghosts out of my attic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then after that, it starts being its own thing. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's the, a good. That's a good. Analysis. No, that that's that's exactly right. It's just. Oh. So sorry to the audio <laughs> listener. I just kicked the microphone. It's the number one thing you're not supposed to at, do. At, at that point, I'm also going to throw in that we're in central Arkansas right now. There are crazy thunderstorms, and you're probably hearing them in the background. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's a thing. We're, we, we can't do much about that, but just enjoy the relaxing sounds of thunderstorms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brought to you by... Um, yeah, so it's funny you say that because I think also Brad, you said the word Simon earlier, and and I think Robbie said I, Simon, or yes. maybe you yeah. said it, um, right? So so early on, I was I had concerns mechanically too. I was like, okay, is this what I'm going to be doing for yeah. the next many hours? <laughs> right. um, and so I think it's interesting to talk about um, both both positively and negatively some of the ways that they they elected to use the singing to to do different kinds oh, of things, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, and we could kind of enumerate them. I mean, so one one way that stands out to me is, and it, I think it's partly because we played uh, Greece yeah. a few weeks ago, um, is the kind of modifications to the environment that the singing could do. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like the kind of globular levels where you would sing and different notes would change the shape in different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there were... I'm trying to think now. What are some other ways that the you uh, towards the later half of the game you get the ability to like control swarms of bugs by singing, mm-hmm. so you can like bring them together and lift things up and move them. Uh, there's one level where you you essentially cast spells and you can turn it into like a bouncy block or a like a walk on the walls block right, or that right, kind right. of thing. So so it feels like it really expanded kind of outwards and. And it's interesting. What's interesting to me is this, to, as a kind of thing to think about. So, at some point, I started to ask this question, which is, how, to what extent does does having notes play add to or change a mechanic where essentially you're just moving directions to do something? Um, and so, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, because I and 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 I think it was somewhere in the in, around the, the midpoint of the game, or a little bit into the second half, I started to ask myself that question. Like, like I like hearing the notes, and I like how occasionally a sequence of notes would kind of would kind of come together in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally there were sort of straight up singing things. Like it's like you have to sing to this person to make them feel better, or so they don't punch you anymore. Um, and those had more kind of constructed melodies and, and harmonies in the background. But there were definitely places where I just thought this is this is singing, but it's it 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 felt like at singing pretty abstracted. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. I wonder. I don't have an answer to that question. Yeah. I just wondered about it. So for me, it was just in the fir- in the first act, the singing is introduced as this is how you play Simon. By doing this thing, and I, I felt no joy doing it. I didn't want to do it outside of it when the game made me do it. Somehow in Act Two, especially because that's when you start, um, like it starts being introduced into the dialogue. It, it then it became like a fun thing to do, and I would do it even if I'm not talking to someone. It, mm-hmm. it, like it's just fun to do it, and then the and the character smiling all the time, and everything has this message of positivity. So it just it brings you into it, and you're just expressing yourself 
And then when I had that moment in the cave with the, uh, no, not Yeti, the troll, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And this thing that I had been doing just for fun, and yes, occasionally to talk to people, now I am doing it forcefully to accomplish something. And there was something about that that, like, felt really good. Like, I'm normally doing this just for fun, just to, it livens up the dialogue. And I might do a full circle, or I might just do two random notes that don't actually sound good together. But now I have to go in this direction, and it's actually doing something. It's affecting the world, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that quite answers your question, but um, I think that's part of the fun of the game, too, is, you, yeah, you're just matching the opposite direction that this Yeti's yelling at you at. Yeah. But you're also, like, you're using the same action that previously you did for no reason, just yeah. to have fun, just yeah. to express yourself. Um, and it's funny because I... so. So I think I liked it better when it when it seemed more of, like it was about the sound. So okay. there was there was one. I think it might have been. I can't remember where it was, but there was one where the notes were sort of hidden in the circle, and you would have to search for them, and they created like a bigger response in the middle. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? So like, I think so, yeah. you'd be going around, and it was like this little shimmery thing, and you'd get to the right note, and it would become huge, and then you had to hold that note down to kind of. Oh. I feel like it unlocked or opened up something. It does sound familiar. I don't. I don't remember exactly yeah, where. Yeah, I can't remember where it is now either. But but I liked it because it felt like you were trying to find your voice mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also liked it in the one where with the wind. I think it was from the bird. The bird. Uh, the giant bird. Yeah. <laughs> Which also reminded me of Greece. Yeah. <laughs> but that one where you were getting blown off of the platform, and so you had to find the opposing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, so I, I think you're right. I just, it was part of the challenge of this game for me was that it felt like a weird mixture of things that were super intentional and super interesting. And then other things that I was like, I don't quite know how to fit this stylistically Mm -hmm. into what you're doing with these other things. And, and I didn't know if that was on purpose or if it just kind of fell in. And the writing for me was a little bit like that too. Um, I, I wonder with your thing about the, the controls, um, I wonder if, if there's a point where did you did you ever feel like you were playing an instrument? Did it did the musical aspect of it feel like oh I'm I I'm playing a song I'm using these things to I know how to play that song. See, I think the wheel really threw me off in that regard. Yeah, um, because I felt like I would be able to do that. Like I would be able to. Uh, that it would become more intuitive, like like maybe like almost like I can oh, whistle you know along what? to this. Yeah, you know what? Where I definitely felt it was um, like I started to get the hang of it on the pirate ship. So there's a song you have to sing on the pirate ship, which is the first time that I realized I think that I could be more rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Like like I didn't have to hit the notes as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I was like, get it done, get it done. But instead, I could be like, I could actually wait for the rhythm of it and, and hit the notes like in rhythm with with the background. I, I think that for for me that was kind of fun because I was like, I was sometimes hit like a long note and sometimes I'd hit a couple of short notes or three short notes and so I think there for sure. But I think a lot of other times I just it felt more like an instrument. Well instrumental in the sense of like I'm just doing this to get to this yeah. other thing as opposed right. to in and of itself yeah and and maybe there are parts in the game that do this because I didn't get super far but I kept wanting a moment like what happens in 
a lot of other games that have a, an instrument that's sort of a side mechanic where you you do have to hit some notes but usually when you when you do it you're you know you're just sort of hitting the notes um just matter of factly not around not to any sort of beat but just because i need to hit these three buttons and you hear those sounds and then after you do it correctly there's a chime or or even if there's no chime like the ui fades away and then then the character actually plays the song with the correct beat i kept wanting a moment like that to happen mm-hmm. where it felt like okay, I just hit four buttons in a row and it made four sounds, and I guess that's supposed to be a song? And then for the game to then play me a real song so I could see, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But that kind of... It, it builds up to that at a couple different points, yeah? I okay. think. Um, because you you put together um, sort of each world you go through to progress, you usually have to do something very music-oriented. I think at least twice it's like help put on a concert. Um, oh, right. So you have to like in Happy Town. Yeah, yeah, and even before that, at the uh, it's like the second location you Delphi go to, or Delphi. I think so. Yeah, yeah, you go around and and collect the musicians. Yeah, and so after you teach them each one, they they replay your notes back to you. But eventually, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, it turns into like an actual song. Yeah, um, and they they sort of you know go into a cutscene and allow it to progress. Uh, but I think if if the game played up that more often, I might be encouraged to actually play that way all the time. Right. And every time I do it, I'd want to follow a beat or I'd yeah. want to create actual music. But it, yeah, most of the time I was just doing it because oh, playing notes is fun, and I think that's part of what they're going for mm-hmm. to be frivolous and to just enjoy the joy of the song. Um, but I would have liked for it to feel like an instrument. I agree with Brad. Yeah. And this is part of what was weird about it, the wheel. Again, the, I'll come back to the wheel, which I, I understand. It makes sense in terms of the limits of our current control structures, right? You need a way to, to represent. Um, but part of the issue for me was that I wanted it, like with a linear scale, right? I would have, it would have been really easy for me to be like, to actually construct melody, right? Because I would have been like, well, here are the lower notes yeah. and here are the median. Like, and, and so if I'm moving through, like if, if it were, so I have audio software that will put, if you don't have your own keyboard, it'll just turn the keyboard of your of your computer into a piano, essentially. And so you, the keys actually match up to piano keys. And and so for me, mentally, it's really easy to map that in my brain. But for almost the whole game, I, I had trouble, like even late in the game, I was like, I, I would think about cool melodies, but then I couldn't remember which note was like right. a low note and which note yeah. was a high note. And so it kind of ruined a little bit for me that experience of starting to get the feel for a scale and then be able to to do stuff with it. Um, but again, for, for me, that was almost totally because of the wheel. I just couldn't remember yeah. where stuff was. It um, definitely, like, for me, like, so I, I think there's also an element of, like, musical literacy. Um, and I don't have a strong background <laughs> in music. Yeah. So I'm like, man, somebody who's used to hearing these might actually be able to, like, know I, what note is what. I think that it, that it, it missed an opportunity to do that more. Yeah. I, I feel like it, I was wanting it to be more like, well, like I said, I was wanting it to be more like I'm playing something, like I'm playing an instrument to make something happen, mm-hmm. and it and it's it never felt that way as much as it felt like Simon or yeah. uh, just a directional key thing. Okay, I'm um, I'm really glad that you said that because there was a part, um, actually, one of the very early puzzles where you have to like you have to call the bird over to you to mm-hmm. jump up, mm-hmm. um, but the bird like you already used the bird like he's off screen. But you could still play the notes and he would still come. And I didn't realize that that would happen. So I had to like walk back to memorize the colors again. 
but you can still hear him. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, this is probably exactly. a game that if someone knew music, <laughs> they would just know what colors those are. And I have to run back and memorize it. So I'm really glad that that's not the case. Because I, I, f- I wanted it to be a game where you you heard things like that. Like you could hear the bird and you're like, oh, he's oh, singing this song. Yeah. This is how you play that mm-hmm. song. Like it, it's because that is kind of intuitive to me on other things. I've always okay. like I could uh, pick up a guitar and pick out the thing that, yeah. you know, whatever the, the melody is. I didn't feel like I was doing that in this game. It wasn't intuitive like that um, for whatever that's worth. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, and I, I, I don't want to say that they missed an opportunity to do it. I, I don't feel like that, but well, I wonder what that game would look like though. Like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe what if there was a game where instead of doing it with controllers, you hear the sound and you like hum it back or you whistle it back and it picks it up with a mic. That would be pretty cool, I think. So, I mean... Unless you can't hum. Right. There's the, there's <laughs> the, <laughs> there's the ocarina in, yeah. in uh, Legend of Zelda that has, that maps to keys and mm-hmm. you can play like stuff yeah, on yeah. it. So, I mean, it's not that it's not possible. I think it's just the... The way that it's presented just kind of doesn't lend itself to that. Well, I guess. yeah. So, and and I know it feels like we're sort of bashing here, but the the for me it was this, it was a kind of unevenness because early in the early in the game it did feel like to me at least it felt like we built to a kind of point where I was like, okay, so this is what's going to be happening from now on, and you know, I don't mind having new mechanics introduced. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like I wanted it to take what it had built and keep building. And, and that's where I think I felt kind of uneven mm-hmm. and where, where I felt like, like I just couldn't follow. I mean, we're all designers, right? And we're, we also also play a ton of games. Um, and so I think we, you start to get a feel just like you do in film and novels and things like for the kind of arc of mechanics, right? And so the kind of building that people do with their mechanics over time through a game it just felt different to me in this game. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so that's partly what I was trying to get at before, I think as well, like I just couldn't follow it kind of the, the grammar of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like they built, actually I thought they built something really cool with that opening where, where you play this, the band and join the band. Yeah. And then again, I felt like it built nicely on the pirate ship and then the waterfall, but, but it didn't feel like I was building on past stuff. It felt like it was, Sort of I kept trying new... to find some new thing, mm-hmm. but not in a way that felt coherent to me totally. Right. Um, so I, I, I was just, that reminds me of other games like uh, uh, What Remains of Me the Finch, where you're going through all of these different uh, areas and everything is depending on a new mechanic, either a new mechanic or a new uh, way to interact with the story. Um, and the reason that it worked in that is cohesion, which I think you're exactly right. The, they weren't together enough in this one. And I, I think we're bashing this game far more than it needs to be, but there, it's tiny little ticky details like that that I think could have yeah. made it more satisfying. If they make a Wander Song 2, I think it would be... With a guitar pro- hero It's probably going to end up being amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the writing is actually really good, and the story is amazing, and the, the world building and stuff they did, I liked. And actually, and the mechanic, I know, like like... We've all said by now, I know we're bashing it, but the mechanic is actually fun. It's just, you can see so much potential in it. Yeah. And yeah, so if if they ever make a Wonder Song 2, and I assume that they are selling pretty well, because I hear lots of praise for the game, 
then I feel I I would hope that that would be the direction that they go. Because I mean, it's at least as much fun as Ape Escape One. Right? Yeah, so there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely two. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is that most like overall, I love the game. My my only like negative like hang up at all is that it didn't do everything. I was imagining it was going to do yeah. with the singing aspect. Yeah. So like going into the game and like seeing the trailer and everything like that, I was super excited in particular for that part. Um, and I still enjoyed like how it was implemented. Uh, I was never stuck with any like one mechanic that I, I didn't love for too long. Um, and I agree it didn't, it didn't have that sort of like build up progression. It was sort of like, you can also use singing to do this other thing. Uh, that's that's really my only critique. It was always like fine. Um, it just didn't ever quite reach like the height that I wanted to. But pretty much everything else, I really I really enjoyed, uh, especially like the the thematic stuff that they did, um, like the level where you start to play as the the hero, mm -hmm. and they start throwing achievements at you like yeah, every yeah it's like really funny every other button yeah. click <laughs> um, yeah. So it just and it yeah. just goes crazy. It's so awesome. I love that that little moment where you're like, wait, I just I jumped ten times. I jumped twenty times. Yeah, it's like everything was an achievement for like five minutes. Yeah. Why isn't life like that? God. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I can't that was a really great way. sort of satirical commentary on on, yeah. on that kind of thing. And they um, keep it around. So I, I noticed that, and I was like, how many achievements are there for this segment of the game where you're playing as the hero, like yeah. temporarily? Um, and then the the final fight of the game is against the, the hero. It comes down to like the last overseer, yeah. uh, and the hero betrays you, and she's gonna murder him anyway. So you're trying to keep her away long enough to learn the last uh, part of the world song, um, but she can still keep unlocking achievements. So as she's beating the crap out of you, it's like achievement unlocked. Like, <laughs> Kicks the bar twenty five times, and I'm like, yeah, this fight is taking a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I actually, I mean, again. The I like the the kind of use of satire and, and I guess more so parody, right? So so there's the the bean. Do you guys remember the bean seller? Yeah. Okay. So is which uh, is that? That's in the town where you play the concert, I think. Yeah. I think she's standing uh, she's there. there, and then and she then ends you, up on the, the yeah, pirate the, ship. The lady, Arabica. Yeah, Arabica. So yeah. And this woman Penny will sell you beans, and she will never stop. So like you can keep going and asking her for more beans. And I, I did what you were talking about a minute ago. I kept going. I, I was curious how many beans you could buy from her. Wait, you bought beans? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Oh, no, you placed the order, right? <laughs> right. And she oh. keeps saying, if you want more. And so, and I kept, I got up to 19,000 beans. Wow. Yeah. And so, really because good. I think that the initial one, she's like, she's like, do you want, do you want like a hundred beans? And you should, like, how about two hundred beans? And then it just keeps going. And I was like, I, I am game for this. <laughs> All right. I feel like mine just went to five hundred beans. And no, then the no. next thing I could say was like, Yeah, I don't have any money. And she was like, Oh, well, no, well, no, you, you can don't get, get any into beans. A loop where every time you revisit her, she says, "Are you here to get more beans?" And you just say, oh, "Yeah, I am." And she says, "Why would you want so many beans?" I'm like. And she's like, okay, 19,000. 19, <laughs> uh, Wait, so what happens with yeah. the beans? Well, so, this is, so this is the thing that I think for me as a player was a little bit of a letdown, but for me as a kind of critic was, was sort of looking at the parody of it. So later on, she's like, 
yeah, you know I was never going to bring you those beans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this kind of nice, yeah, like, yeah. you know, delightful. you can, like... So, so it had the kind of pleasure of that moment. But as a player, I was like, I really, I wanted, where are my beans? What? You know, like, I wanted a meaningful interaction. In the same way, um, it went out of my head. What's the game that we played where I liked the the hotel? Anodyne. Anodyne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remember in Anodyne, the guy who sells stuff, mm-hmm. right? But you can't buy any of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That kind of thing really bugs me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, I, like, love... I want the $3,500 automatic pistol so I can freaking blow everyone away. And I, I loved all the conversations, though, that you had in a game where you start talking to somebody and they're trying to sell you something. You're like, wow, that sounds really great. You yeah. worked really hard on that. And then they're like, would you like to buy one? You're like, well, I don't, I don't have any money. It's just like, oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I enjoyed, like, all the little ways that they keep pointing out that you're not the main character and you're not important and you don't have all these powers like you can't pick up the sword and use it you don't have any money you never get any money um you just sort of hitching rides and like doing favors for people in like the smallest way possible uh and somehow you still end up saving the universe with all of it um yeah so all of that writing is very clever but and good like it works but it is not apparent that that's what they're doing or at least it wasn't to me because mm-hmm. i actually thinking back on it it actually is pretty apparent but for whatever reason it wasn't apparent to me until like the last few lines in act one so all the way up until that point i was like what is this like why are you writing yeah. like this <laughs> like I, I mentioned in our uh, slack yeah. chat before like it's like i was transported back to middle school and a friend of mine said look i wrote this story and it's just sort of like, okay, cool. I don't know why everybody's acting like this. Yeah. No one acts like this in real life. Um, but okay. Um, and it was just sort of like, a, like not a slog to get through because some of it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to go through a whole game like that. But then at the end, when you sort of, you save the town and the mayor... Uh, the mayor's like, okay, well, you're the mayor now. And everyone's like, well, actually, no. Like, he would be a terrible... Like, he got rid of the ghost. That's cool. But And and that moment was just like, oh, okay, I, I see what yeah. the game is going to do now. And then that was that exactly when Act 1 ends. And then and then Act 2 starts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if you are listening to this and you haven't played yet, just power through Act 1 and get to Act 2. Because there's a lot more on display... And I, and I guess I hadn't thought about it the way you did, Tanner, that, yeah, they, they have to set it up. They have to set up your expectations first in order to subvert them later on. I just wish maybe they could have done it quicker. Tell yeah. Me I, a I, yeah, I guess I, I don't really know how they could have. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's interesting, though, um, the, the way the game just sort of beats you up constantly Oh, yeah. Like, you have these victories, but you're always kind of a loser, yeah. and everybody's really patron- patronizing towards <laughs> yeah. you. But you're so positive. It, yeah, and you are. You're, like, disgustingly positive. Uh, like, ev- right. even even the other characters in the game at one point are just like, you're annoying. You're a simpleton. <laughs> you're just happy about everything. Um, and they eventually work through it. You know, he's like, well, not... Not everything. I do have negative feelings, mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, just the way they they sort of beat you up constantly. Yeah. Like halfway through the game, you move back in with your mom, 
and work in a factory for a section. And that's just, yeah, until you finally figure out how to progress. Yeah, isn't that the isn't that's the opening of Act Four or middle Act little bit four. into Act Four? Yeah, and the isn't that also where you wake up? Like, there's a scene where you're in bed and you're like huddled in a ball with this like the, like the most depressing looking face. Yeah, and you, it's like the only moment, maybe the only moment in the game where he's like he's been like reduced to yeah, because that's so when like they depressive. You find out that Aya lied to you. Yeah, um, right, right, And that right, there is right, no world song. Uh-huh. She's just kind of mildly entertained by you running yeah. around trying to be a hero. Um, because the real hero comes and, like, smashes your face in with a yeah. lightning sword. Yep. Yeah. That lightning sword was cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super cool See, lightning I think, sword. I think part of my criticism is that I really liked killing things <laughs> yeah i didn't want to sing with a complicated control structure <laughs> i wanted to shoot lightning bolts out of my sword and kill stuff i bet it. that's yeah. another game though you could probably look around and find i that feel like a there. lot of people like that and yeah i realize now that there's a part of me that likes it right. too and that's that's just something i have to live with what what if wonder song 2 was like <laughs> now you're a badass bard. <laughs> you're just going around That's like right. every, every different note is like a different spell. Uh-huh, yeah. right? <laughs> and you've got like a whole like avatar for equipment like right, right. It's like I've got like razor sharp bard claws and <laughs> throwing bard shuriken and That's not none of those are bard skills. <laughs> none of these are in the book. No, I put my special finger picks of justice on. Right. And when I play my lute. Well, there were a few. There have been a few games. There was that bard one that you bought for me that was bardacious. Bard. Bardacity or Wait, something. That wasn't the one with, with the nudity. What? Oh. Um, no, that was the alchemy game. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the alchemy game. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to have to look it up. It's bard something or other. Anyway. And then there's the other one about... Bardacious? I think it is called Bardacious. Because like uh, it was a play on the... Yeah. There's another one that's... I want to say uh, Jack Black does the voice for the guitar dude in this oh, other Brutal one. Legend. Brutal Legend. Yes, yeah. Brutal Legend is... I mean, so you've got all these other games where you're... Brutal Legend is exactly what you're talking about, right? <laughs> like, you're the, the guitar dude <laughs> who, who uh, blows stuff up by rocking it out. Yes. Um, was that reviewed on his... Uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> he is fake. I'm with my son video game channel. <laughs> he played like the first 10 minutes of it okay. one episode. I feel yeah. like <laughs> something that would happen. Um, he wears his t-shirt a lot. His yeah. Brutal Legend t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how often did you guys... I, I felt like Gree was... The game Gree was in the back or Grease was in the back of our my experience for this mm-hmm. and they're two so totally very different games but there are so many little uh, yeah. uh, mechanical things i think that are there are actually were three similar. games so so greece was one of them um uh undertale there was sort of some echoes of mm-hmm. undertale for me and then this is one thing for this game that was a little unfortunate is that i played a game called burly men at sea uh, like a week ago, um, which is actually a much different game than it sounds, um, but which has a, just a, a staggeringly beautiful aesthetic. Um, it's like this ultra sim- like minimalist aesthetic, but it's it's actually an, a sort of really similar kind of feel to an adventure. Um, 
but I was like blown away by the aesthetic of it. And so then that was, I think, part of the challenge I faced was that I came into Wandersong and I was like, oh, they're doing something like that. But I, it wasn't quite as blow away-ish as, right. as the experience of Burley. Again, Burley Men at Sea makes it sound like a really strange game, but <laughs> it's it's cool. You should check out videos of it. Um, but <laughs> Your but next game pick is in August, I think. You should, I should. You should do that. So if us. I just Google Burley Minute C videos, <laughs> yes. I'll find yes. what I'm looking for. I think it's Burley Minute C hentai. That's what you're looking for. Um, but at any rate, yeah, totally. Um, to, there were, it was definitely a feel of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Robbie's looking at <laughs> I didn't hit enter. So maybe it's just that my brain was uneven. And that's why I, I couldn't interact with, with Wander Song in the way that, that they were kind of hoping I would because it, it felt like a lot of things were kind of smashing in from different places. And I, yeah, Burley Minute, so you warped your brain. It oh. did. The other thing was that I didn't, I didn't like it first and then I grew to like it a lot um, was when you play on the PS4, the song, the notes that he sings come out of the controller Oh, okay. And there's no way to edit the the volume of that. <laughs> um, and at first, I was like, "Oh, this every time this is gonna happen." And also, like your controller, like slightly vibrates a little bit with each note, and it really bothered me. And then I don't know, somewhere around, it actually didn't even take Act Two. It was still in Act One. I was like, "This is kind of nice." <laughs> like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. I bet your neighbors like. And then suddenly, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, like. Um, it's a shame that they're not every console does that, um, but I I enjoyed that. It always when when a game does that on PS4 uses yeah. this the little uh, controller speakers. It, it I think I'm hallucinating. Oh, first, yeah. the first time it happens, it's like where the hell is that coming from? And it usually doesn't happen that often. Like it's usually something like someone called you on a cell phone or something, yeah. or and it's yeah. just like something that comes up maybe once every five levels because yeah. they're just experimenting because they feel like checking a. We, let's use that feature. Why not? Yeah. And the fact that it came up ev- like every <laughs> second of this game um, was kind of cool. Like, oh, I've never experienced that before. Like a constant thing. Does anybody know, do you know anything about the development process of this game? Like where the idea came from? Who, any- so I don't know a lot of background specifically on like the, the development process itself, but it was, um, as far as I know, just, Greg Lobanov, who developed it, there were he himself and one other person were the composers, and they both have, I think, a pretty strong music background. Um, and they used Game Maker uh, mm-hmm. Studio, uh, and they had a Kickstarter back in 2016, and then at some point they got picked up by Humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it seems like a staggered sort of development, like because it wasn't a huge goal. For their Kickstarter, I think it was about twenty thousand is what they ended up with. Right. Um, that got them far enough, I guess, to at least pitch to to humble and get picked up. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit that awkward silence out. Okay. <laughs> no, leave it. <laughs> or leave it. You know. I kind of want to play a game, by the way, now that has uses the PS4 speaker. In the controller. I've never done that before. Um, I think it comes up occasionally in Tomb Raider. Uh, like when someone talks over the radio. In fact, I think every game 
that it comes up in is someone is talking on a radio. <laughs> yeah, or yes. Some, or that some that other tiny speaker. It's coming. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's always hit or miss for me. Like I don't know. It. I'm not crazy about that feature 90% of the time because it's distracting. Yeah. So like in Horizon Zero Dawn, you can do like a scan. And so every time you like scan the environment, it's just like, like directly sort of like at your face. Uh, That and the the light on the PS4. It's like they have an Mm -hmm. LED that can change color based on what's happening in the game. Mm. Um, If you're playing in a dark room, suddenly like half your room becomes a different color. Yeah. Nice. Um, the the best use of that feature I feel like was on the Wii, because oh in uh, in No More Heroes, so if someone would call you, you had the the Wii remote and you would bring it up to your ear, <laughs> and it was like you were like on the phone, and then <laughs> and then you were done and you'd go back to the action. It was really it, was, it felt cool. really nice to like lift it up. It's like now you're you're actually listening yeah. to someone on the phone, and your character would just sort of like walk. Like they they suddenly slow down to a walk as if they're like actually like huh. their heads down and they're actually listening. That's really it, clever. It felt really nice. Obviously, you can't do that with a PS4 controller. You'd look weird. <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. We want to do final thoughts and then so. little. Uh, housekeeping about what's coming up next. Sure, 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 sure. 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 Final thoughts, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. No. You want to start, Robbie, and then I'll end and wrap it up. So my final thoughts are that the game is actually pretty good. Uh, really good, actually. Um, it has a slow start, but then it opens up, and it's really great. And I can't. I actually can't wait to see what the team does from here. It never totally hooked me. Um, partly because of the just feeling a little uneven and a little me- mechanically a little odd. Um, I love the kind of energy of it, and I love the kind of um, the the avatar and animations of the dancing singing bard will stay with me forever <laughs> because that's my f- absolute favorite animated character of the year. <laughs> I agree with Joe. I, I I liked all of the sort of aesthetic of it and the look and feel and the the attitude uh, of it. I I wish again not to critique it because it is what it is and I think it's good as it is. But I I do want a game now having played this where you're you're inhabiting a musical instrument in a way. You're you're you playing music plays the game in in a in something way more narrative driven like this is than say Guitar Hero was. Uh, I don't want it to be, I want to take some of the arcadeness out of it and make it more about exploring a musical space in a, in a game environment. Yeah, so uh, Wonder Song was uh, probably one of the games I've enjoyed most in recent memory. Um, just sort of all aspects of it, uh, how it pulled together thematically and just the little moments and the animation, the small, small touches. Uh, the, the only hang up I have at all is the, the, the musical mechanics weren't like what I dreamt they were going to be, but they were still, uh, a ton of fun to play through. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend at least giving it a look. Uh, all right. So next month is going to be our season finale for, I believe season three, 
doing this Season for three. 18 months. That's just bonkers yes. that we've been doing it that long. <laughs> we've been in the Galapagos for 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and back at the beginning of the season, and it, it points throughout, uh, I believe, we, we've pointed out we're, we're going to be doing a long-form game, so hopefully you've been playing it some already. It's uh, God of War for the PS4. Um, it's not a spectacularly long game. It's about like 20 to 30 hours, um, so only two to three times as long as Wander Song. But, <laughs> uh, so if you've been playing along with that, um, we're going to be talking about that next month. Um, so try and pick up God of War uh, by Santa Monica Studios for the PS4. Um, and yeah. play along with us. This could also possibly be a game that you've already played because it's a pretty popular one that's been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, uh, write to us on Facebook. Tell us what you think about it or on the website at littlerockgames.com. Um, and yeah, we want to hear your feedback about it. Yeah. Play along, tell us what you thought. Hang out with us on the Discord or, uh, you know, uh, send us an email. Reach out, let us know what you think, and maybe even back us on the Patreon if you want to get early access to early the Early access and, and exclusive content on the Patreon. We would really appreciate you becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, that would help us uh, just keep producing these things and do all of the other stuff that we're doing, um, like... Uh, Galactic Scoundrels and our digital game to the rescue that's coming out and just started the Kickstarter. So look for all that stuff online. Um, and just announced the Kickstarter. Yeah. Yes, that's what I. That's what I said. <laughs> just announced the Kickstarter. Um, and um, oh, I also have to mention that our wonderful music that you're probably hearing down below us right now is "Plain Loafer" by Kevin McLeod. That's available online, and we'll have a little link to that down below. Um, anything else, guys? I think that's it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. And we will see you next month on the Game of the Month Club. Bye. 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 Bye.